All right, ladies and gentlemen, a very good Wednesday morning to all of you out there in listener and podcast land. On this 30th of June, 2021, we embark on season two of Charlie Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, you'll have to excuse my lovely singing voice this morning. I'm suffering from a little sinus infection, so I sound like Lou Rawls talking through a paper bag. Kids, look that up. He's a classic, specifically the song You'll Never Find. Leaders never quit. And just like you, the listener, that are committed to listening to me run my pie hole, I'm committed to you to talk about the topics that you send me. So no little sinus infection is going gonna, is gonna to put me down. Guys, we're, we're going to go ahead and get right into this. I, I want to thank each and every one of you that either streamed or downloaded the nine episodes of season one. This was, it, I mean... This this was a tiny vision in my head, and I set out to do a humble hobby, and because of you, it's turned into a huge success. I'm getting messages all the time from people that ask, Santos, can you speak about this topic, or can you tell me how to deal with this situation? It's humbling to say the least. My hope was that you got something out of it, and that you used tidbits to not only better yourself, but your team as a whole. We as leaders, we never stop learning. Those that do, they they honestly just need to put themselves out to pasture and just hang it up. They become ineffective at that point and sir, and they're no value added, added to the organization or to, the, to a team. You can always learn something from someone any day at any time. Use your brain as a mental notepad. Use, your, use the notes app in your phone to jot down a quote that spoke to you so you can use it later with your team. Whatever the method, make sure you capture those nuggets that will serve you and your team well and give them that little glimmer of hope and the motivation to complete their mission. This season, we bring topics like character, charisma, responsibility, generosity, What does it take for your teammates to be self-starters? That's a big one. Getting your team to do the job and not just having the title. Getting your team to do the job and not just having the title. Ladies and gentlemen, at each one of our organizations, we have someone or some people in that facility or in that place that want that big title, but want none of the responsibility that comes with it. We're definitely going to tackle that one this season. Um, we'll have some guest interviews that will discuss leadership from the field of different industries. That I'm very, very excited of doing. Uh, I have some friends of mine that are just dying to um, do a, a talk session, a Q&A session, and that way we can... Um, we can have different flavors and you can hear somebody else other than my voice, other than uh, you know me running my pie hole um, from, other, from important people that you know make it happen on the ground day in and day out, okay? Super, super excited and ready for another great season of collaboration with topics that are at the cutting edge and core of being a leader, leadership in general, and having a positive life, being motivated and crushing your goals. So sit back with a drink. Or enjoy the ride to work if that's what you're doing and how you listen. Or simply listen as a bedtime story. Whatever whatever it may be. Whatever the reason you listen. It's time to Charlie Mike. Alright. So, now if, if you're just joining us for this season and you're not quite sure why this show is called Charlie Mike. Uh, that's a common phrase in the military used to, to, to tell somebody or a group of people or a unit. Hey, continue the mission. Continue doing what you were doing. Forge forward. Uh, I talk about that in, in in season one, episode one. So you can go backtrack a little bit and understand where I got the inspiration for the show's name. Okay, 
All right, on the docket today, we have one specific topic that will wet your whistle for season two, and that topic is self-sabotage. It's a little lengthy, but important. But it's an important topic because so many of us do this and do it without even realizing. You, 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 I'm, I'm sure you have members of your team, employees, fellow leaders. You've seen them self-sabotage before. And you know what? Seeing them do it, you might recognize some of that in yourself. And hopefully we can figure out how to negate all of it in this in this uh, episode, okay? This being season season two, guys, this is just the trailer of what's to come later on in the in the season, all right? So self-sabotage is the act of preventing yourself from succeeding at whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, whether consciously or unconsciously. I, I, I swear I cannot pronounce that word. So basically, whether you know you're doing it or whether you don't know you're doing it, why do people do it? People usually self-sabotage themselves for several reasons. Low self-esteem, lack of confidence, feelings of low self-worth and familiarity, or what we all know as the dreaded comfort zone. In reading an an interesting article from Psychology uh, Today by Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, uh, she states a few very interesting points that I think we all have done at one point or another in our lives to not advance ourselves to the next level. Let me uh, let me share a couple of these with you. Number one, self-worth. This is something that is more common in society and in the, in, in the workplace and just in, in a team concept altogether. So you feel undeserving of success or happiness. In an ironic twist, some of the most driven people strive to work hard and aim high because they feel they need to make up for a self-imposed sense of inadequacy. But when the fruits of their labor lead to good things, whether it be a material benefit or an increase in status or power, they make the situation worse for themselves. But why? Why do they do that? The concept of cognitive dissonance sheds some light on the answer. So let's let's figure this out. What is cognitive dissonance? So in simple terms, it's a struggle. It's an internal struggle. Well, people are probably saying right now, well, why didn't you say that in the first place, jackass? <laughs> Look, hey guys, I didn't write the article. Um, somebody that's obviously way smarter than I did. I just get the joys of sharing and translating things like this with you so that way we can understand on a common level. For example, when someone tells a lie and feels uncomfortable about it because he fundamentally sees himself as an honest person, he may be experiencing cognitive dissonance. That is, there is a mental disagreement related to a contradiction between one thought in this case, knowing he did something wrong and another thinking that he's honest. That makes sense, right? We can break that down. People like to be consistent. Our actions tend to be in sync with our beliefs and values. When they aren't, we make an effort to get them back up again and back in line. If we start to rack up the victories and accomplishments, yet still view ourselves as flawed, worthless, incapable, or deficient, we pull the plug to get rid of this dissonance. It feels bad to fail. However, it feels even worse to succeed. That's crazy, right? I mean, that's, it just doesn't make sense. But that's okay. We're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna trudge forward and we're going to figure this out. 
All right, the next little nugget here is control. It feels better to control your own failure rather than face the possibility of it blindsiding you and kicking you in the ass by surprise. Self-sabotage may not be pretty, but it's better than spinning out of control. Uh, there are some control freaks out there, me, me included. I like, to, I like to tend to try to control things that are way out of my control. Um, at least when you're steering the ship, going down in flames feels more like a well-maintained, or in this case, a controlled burn. I, I, I absolutely identify with this, and I know where where Miss um, Hendrickson Miss Hendrickson is coming from. Uh, so I'm going to read that again. At least when you're steering the ship, going down in flames feels more like a well maintained, or in this case, a controlled burn. It's not a slap in the face. It's not a sucker punch, if you will. All right, um, familiarity, that dreaded comfort zone. The comfort zone, a place where no growth happens, when everything is just hunky-dory, everything's cool, everything's familiar, everything's comfortable. Uh, no. It's just just no, okay? Again, people like to be consistent. We even tend to choose consistency over our own contentment. If you're used to being or feeling overlooked, mistreated, or exploited, it's strangely reassuring to put yourself in that position. Hence why a lot of toxic relationships happen, not only uh, in the workplace, but in your personal life. Okay, so I'm going I'm to read that again because that's, that's, a, that's a pretty important phrase. If you're used to being, feeling, overlooked, mistreated, or exploited, it's strangely reassuring to put yourself in that position. Um, I'll, I'll get to a comment here in a minute. You've probably been there your whole life and while you may not be happy, that which you know that is preferable to the unknown. So in, in, in therapy one time, um, I was trying to get over this, this feeling of uh, low self-worth, low self-esteem, and I just kept beating myself and beating myself. It's something that I've struggled with, with for, for, you know, for years. And my therapist linked it back to um, you know, when a prisoner is held at some kind of camp. Uh, you know, let's go back to World War I, World War II days. Um, they were held there for so long. And then when it was finally time for them to be released, you know, they stepped out into the outside world and it was just such a great shock. They didn't know how to, they didn't know how to cope because they had been in this, you know, six by six room for a number of years of their life. That's what they were familiar to. That's what, for, that's what their comfort zone was. So in, in essence, I was used to wallowing in my own filth, wallowing in my own self-pity, um, playing the woe is me card, if that, if that makes any sense. So that's, that's what we mean by familiarity, okay? That dreaded comfort zone. So the bigger question is, how do you get people not to do it or how do you eliminate it as a whole? So we're going to go ahead and uh, this is another super cool article by Dr. Nick Wignall. He's a clinical psychologist, blogger, and fellow podcaster that tells us in a five-step method how to eliminate this toxic behavior from your daily routine. So number one, understand the need that your self-sabotage fills. What void does it fill? For example, if you want to stop drinking because you abuse alcohol, Find out what alcohol does for you. Do you do you relieve stress after work, uh, after a tense situation? Do you use it to numb your real pain, not to feel? Does that make sense? It usually fills a void in our soul. Okay, um, so 
identify, you have to also identify a healthy alternative um, and a healthy behavior that fills that need. So research celebrities that have overcome things like this, friends, family, others in general that have used other healthy coping mechanisms to offset the feeling of wanting to burn your own house down. Um, figuratively speaking, of course, don't, don't burn your house down. Journaling, attending counseling, hobbies that push you like physical fitness or playing a musical instrument, things that force you to progress. I know what works uh, sometimes for people is an accountability partner. Um, accountability partners are, are pretty huge. Uh, I mean, if you commit, if you commit to having an accountability partner, you have to also have to remember, hey, um, they're taking the time to help you. So whatever it is you ask them to do, you need to hold your up your your end of the bargain. Make sense? All right. So the third point: uh, anticipate and plan for obstacles, guys, ladies and gentlemen. If you think you're not going to fail on a plan, uh, just you might as well not even start. Failure is part of growth. Let me say that again: failure is part of growth. You're gonna skin yourself. You're gonna you're gonna fall down, skin your knees, get right back up, brush yourself off, and make sure you just continue. But anticipate and plan for those setbacks. It's easy to stick to new behaviors and good intentions when the conditions are just right. Anybody can do anything when it's perfect, right? But if you want to eliminate self-sabotage for good, you also need a plan for when times are hard and for when you're going to have setbacks. Here's some examples of anticipating obstacles and developing a plan for addressing them. If you want to make sure you choose healthy snacks after work instead of junk food, Set a reoccurring order of almonds or whatever, whatever kind of food um, you like that's healthier, that's a healthier choice, from a place like Amazon or another place that you may shop online so you know you'll always have some healthy snacks at home coming at a regular time to your place so that way you don't go out and go out to 7-Eleven, get a Slim Jim and a damn Slurpee. Nothing wrong with that. Have a cheat day, reward yourself, but we're talking about consistency and sticking for sticking to your goals and, and, and talking about setbacks, right? If you want to call a friend to address feelings of loneliness instead of drinking, make sure you have a list of two or three friends that you can call in case one doesn't answer. If you want to take a break and go for a walk for 20 minutes to address a difficulty with procrastination instead of playing video games for three hours, get rid of the damn games on your phone or don't work in a place where you have easy access to video games. Sounds simple, right? It's a lot harder than it than it than it seems, but it is pretty damn simple. It's sick actually. Go to the coffee shop instead of of working from your home office. I, I, I'm not a big fan of home offices, and here's here's why. Your home. You never separate home from work. You're always there. And guess what? I can find a million and one things to do at my house versus sitting here and doing doing my own, my own work. Oh man, I got yard work to do, or you know what? That bacon has been in the fridge for a long time. I think I need to cook that up and and make myself a banging sandwich. It's not enough to have good alternative behaviors to self sabotage. You also need contingency plans for the inevitable obstacles that will arise when you first start to implement them, guys. Obstacles are a real part of life. We encounter them every single day. You can get in your car. There can be roadblocks. You can go to the grocery store and they're, they're, they're out of your favorite food or snack. They're part of life, guys. That's, that, that's what they are, okay? All right, number four, boost your tolerance for uncomfortable feelings. Super, super important. If you don't like the sting of certain feelings, 
You got to put on that thick skin, guys. All right, you got to you, you got to put on that armor. You got to put on that emotional armor. No matter how well you strategize and execute on your new alternative behaviors, it will be emotionally hard at times. You better you bet your ass it's going to be emotionally hard at times. Even if you have a handful of healthy snacks within arm's reach, it still hurts a little bit to give up the Doritos, doesn't it? It still hurts. It hurts to give up the Doritos or giving up the, the the soda for water or you know giving up the little Debbie snack cakes for like you know celery and carrots. I get it. I totally get it. Even if your best friend picks up the phone, giving giving up um, on the immediate euphoria of a quick drink. It's going to feel tough. So let me read that again. So even if your best friend picks up the phone, giving up on that immediate bourbon and Coke or vodka tonic or whatever it is, you know, whatever beer or whatever it is you drink, that's going to be difficult, guys. It it is. You know, everybody's got vices, you know. Uh, People smoke. People drink. Um Unfortunately, people use hard substances out there and, and it's, 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 it's difficult. If you've never been in that position before, if you've never walked a mile in somebody's shoes like that, uh, you know, it looks great on paper. It's very, very hard to execute. Even if you go for that walk or get back to work instead of playing video games, you're still going to miss those video games. All you gamers out there, I know a ton of you guys, I get I get sucked into things just like you guys um, get right when you're sitting in front of your TV set enjoying your favorite game. I get it. I totally get it. Letting go of self-sabotage isn't merely an intellectual problem of planning and strategy. It's an emotional tolerance problem. Very powerful statement. It's an emotional tolerance problem. We've all got emotions, you know? Guys, don't sit there and, and, and don't sit there and tease your wives or your significant others about them being too emotional. Uh, you know, a lot of guys, uh, the majority of guys are emotional too. You just you're just not going to admit it. We all do it. We all do it. Okay. All right. Um, the last point that I will make uh, for this on, on on the five step process on how to eliminate that this behavior is clarifying your values when you clarify your values and aspirations the things that truly matter most to you in life and then connect to your new healthier behaviors to them it's a far it's it's far easier for them to take root and grow leaving that old self-sabotaging behavior far off in the distance right where it should be right in your rearview mirror that's the only place you want to look at your old self the key to clarifying your values is to get beyond superficial forms of values and connect with the visceral form of those values. Here's what I mean. Let's say you want to give up the self-sabotaging behavior of watching the news as soon as you get home from work because it's a time suck. And it leads to you not only accomplishing more meaningful goals, okay? It, it, it doesn't allow you to, to, to accomplish those things that are more pressing in your life. Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be the news. It can be any any kind of behavior that that uh, wastes your time. Or you know, we all have our definitions of of uh, what what that may be. And let's say the alternative, healthier behavior you'd like to replace it with is going for a walk in order to get some exercise. All right, we're gonna break this down. We're gonna break this down um, a little further. It, it, uh, some of you may know this process as the five Y uh, method. Don't mention that in my don't don't mention that in in, in my uh, presence. I hate the five Y method, but that's the only thing I can compare it to. All right, so 
Now, if I asked you, why do you want to go for a walk instead of watching the news? When you get home from work, why do you want to do it? You might respond with something like this, because uh, I just want to get in shape. Now, getting in shape is a value, but it's not a very compelling one. It's not, it's, it doesn't drill down enough. It's not visceral. It's not specific enough. It's vague and abstract. But if you want your values to help motivate you toward your new behaviors, they must be compelling. And the way to do that is by forcing yourself to get more specific. So I might follow up with, well, why do you want to get in shape? To which you might reply, because I want to feel more energetic and less tired all the time. This is definitely more specific and it's compelling, but we can do a lot better, guys. We can drill down. We can certainly drill down more. What would you be able to do if you felt more energized and less tired each day? After hearing this, your eyes might light up a little bit and you say, you know, since college, I've always wanted to learn to play the guitar and be in a band. I know it sounds silly, but I'm 40. I'm, I just turned 48 last month. And man, I tell you what, I get excited every single time I think about it. And, you know, and I think... If I just wasn't so exhausted all the time, I could actually make it happen. I tell you what, man, one of my all-time bucket list things is to be, um, you see these videos all the time where like the Foo Fighters grab somebody from the audience and either has them play an instrument or sing or or something like that in front of like 40 or 50,000 people. That's awesome. That's a bucket list thing for me. But that, that that's an example of that. So bingo. Now, that's a very clarified value. It's a value that's got teeth. It's a value that's got gravity. And because it's got gravity, it'll help you pull, pull you toward your goal and a new behavior, which is key if you're trying to resist the gravity of an old self-sabotaging behavior. That's how to kick that in the ass. Okay, so self-sabotage, guys. It's a nasty, toxic behavior that can certainly cause unnecessary drama in our life. If you let it, identify it. Come up with a plan to fix it and stay on course. Um, It's it's one of those things that it's not going to be an overnight fix. So for all of us out there that like instantaneous gratification just get that out of your mind right now because that you that's got failure written all over it okay uh, you know you make a plan uh, again you know just like you know the old uh, sayings Rome was not built in a day you're not gonna get you're not gonna get over or get through a self-sabotaging behavior which you've been doing probably for a good portion of your life okay makes sense all right, man, I, I, I tell you what, I sincerely hope you enjoyed your time with me today because I sure have enjoyed broadcasting and speaking to every last one of you. Super duper stoked and excited about turning over uh, a new set of topics and collaborations with all of you and figuring out ways to make us better. Yes, yes, yes. I have the word us capitalized. It's bolded. It's, it's italicized. And you know what? Holy Jesus. I might even pull out a yellow highlighter for it too. My point to all that, it, you know, guys, I learned so much from you, from so much, so much from you, the listeners and my fellow podcasters and truly believe that leadership, motivation and positive life is a two way collaboration street in which we learn from each other. Uh, It's, it's, it's humbling. It's a blessing. Um, Again, like I said, my intro, I I, I just, I just envisioned this to be a small little hobby. Uh, I, I, you know, I didn't expect it to take off as much as it did. 
Uh, but you know what? You guys have made it happen, and we, we've done this together. As always, check me out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, or leave me a message or text to my Google Voice number at 509-255-3659. Again, 509-255-3659. That's my Google Voice number, and um, you know you can always reach me there, and we can uh, we can talk about whatever you want. When life has you up against the ropes, when you are trying to beat that 10 count and the ref is three seconds away from awarding victory to your opponent, you need to reach down. Reach down super deep. Remember why you started and who you are, who you fundamentally are at your core. Stare straight into that face of adversity and say, not today, baby. Not today. I'm choosing to Charlie Mike. Bye now.